Dear partners, friends and supporters of Konrad Adenauer Stiftung. When talking about Belarus abroad, you can often hear people say that the country is somewhat of a white spot on the map. Of course, they are not talking about any real maps. In fact, on physical depictions of Europe, Belarus tends to be one of the few countries that appears as entirely green. So people are rather talking about their own mental maps. And what they mean is that there isn't much that they associate with this country. In this week's edition of podcasts, we want to take a look at some reasons behind this phenomenon. Why has Belarus been having this low profile and what does it have to offer to put some colors to its pale image? Both questions are deeply linked with the country's history and the way it has shaped the mentality and identity of both the elites and the broader population. In recent years, there has been a lot of new dynamism and even a certain momentum regarding these questions. But the heritage of the centuries, when the country was politically, economically and culturally dominated by different neighbors, is still a visible burden. Belarusians have an approved strategy of survival in the situation between two great powers, where their territory is a territory of the changing ambitions of the both sides. It's a long tradition of hiding real identity and real interests, choosing the way of no naming, disappearing, just being here. For example, here is a phenomenon to taste from the world toot, here. During the collapse of the Soviet Union, Belarusian intellectuals have started looking for the right description of the place of the new independent country in the world order, on the border, in between, at the crossroads. But official politics had its own view and priorities. They have chosen so-called flight on the one-wing strategy, that means partnership in the key fields only with one side. This strategy was dominated over the last three decades before it became obvious that it's not the perfect one. Belarusian survival tradition could have been very stable, but the circumstances change rapidly. Our first question on the topic of this podcast is to Yevgeny Preherman, our long-standing partner, director of Minsk Dialogue Council on International Relations, organizer of annual international event with high-ranking guests, Minsk Dialogue Forum. We have asked him to provide us with an overview of the latest developments in the Eastern Europe as conditions for international relations in the region and especially for Belarusian one. Historically, Eastern Europe's most defining geopolitical characteristic has been its in-between position. In other words, it sits in between two geopolitical centers of gravity, Western Europe and Russia. What does it mean for East European states, their foreign and security policies? To simplify things a bit, it means that when the relations between the two centers of geopolitical gravity are cooperative, East European nations benefit a lot. But when the relationship between Russia and the West becomes confrontational, Eastern Europe is the first to experience it because it is utterly vulnerable to their conflicting pressures. And in worst-case scenarios throughout history, as we all know, Eastern Europe was quickly turned into a major battleground. After the end of the Cold War and the arrival of the unipolar moment in international relations, it seemed that those old patterns that had predetermined Eastern Europe's complicated geopolitical realities were gone and forever. Liberal international institutions seemed to have thrown the very notion of conflict in Europe into the dustbin of history. Unfortunately, the tragic events in Ukraine in 2014 highlighted the weaknesses of the European security system and, like in the past, placed Eastern Europe at the center of the troubles and also at the center of what theorists call the security dilemma. 
which leads to the further erosion of military transparency, destroys confidence and security building measures like arms control, for example, provokes arms race, and complicates economic cooperation and political dialogue. Ultimately, all this heightens security risks, including in new realms, such as cyber. The situation is further aggravated by the fact that we are currently living through a massive transformation of the international system. Practically, it means that international rules and institutions are being questioned and even undermined, while the level of overall uncertainty is staggering, especially now that the arrival of the COVID-19 pandemic has significantly accelerated these trends. Overall, this is close to a nightmare for East European nations and particularly for Belarus, which has found itself in the most delicate situation. It is militarily and economically allied with Russia, yet it has adhered to what we at the Minsk Dialogue define as situational neutrality in the context of the Russian-Ukrainian conflict. This situational neutrality has so far contributed to regional stability, but it can only be sustained if the security dilemma is tamed and tensions in Eastern Europe are kept under control. Thank you, Yohian, very much for this comprehensive description of the risks in the region of Eastern Europe. And our second expert is a long-standing partner and organizer of another significant annual international event for Belarus, International Congress of Belarusian Studies, Andrei Kazakevich. We would like to share with you his point of view on the possible strategies of Belarus on the international scene in the direction of playing more important role as an actor in the region and in Europe at all. Do we have the good one and can we implement them? It's very difficult to expect um, that Belarus will be active at regional and international level because of several uh, reasons. First of all, there is a deep uh, political divide in the country and growing uh, tension or, or even confrontation between uh, President Lukashenko and alternative candidates in the context of presidential elections. And now it's very difficult to predict uh, uh, outcomes of uh, this uh, tension. Moreover, economic situation is uh, very difficult. We can speak about um, uh, economic crisis and it's very difficult to predict any um, quick uh, recovery. That's why I think that um, uh, the main uh, targets uh, for Belarusian foreign policy will be to end as much as possible financial resources to stabilize um, economy and to renew economic growth. And uh, the next point uh, and the next uh, target will be uh, to, to avoid any considerable involvement of foreign powers um, business or political groups uh, into internal politics. Uh, it's difficult to expect that Belarus will be active at uh, international and uh, regional level um, before these, um, these challenges are solved. So uh, the main strategy, uh, so the strategy will include um, active fundraising and evasion of uh, uh, external influence. Uh, regional and international issues uh, won't be very important. It's very interesting point of view. Thank you, Andrei. 
Hopefully, we will have possibility to discuss this and other interesting topics with our experts in autumn this year during our joint events. There is one thing that seems to be a new brand of Belarus, and it's Belarusian IT. But we will talk more about it next time during our last Before Short Summer Break edition of podcast, giving you a short overview on the development of this field in Belarus. And our one important question will be, what are the strong sides and capacities that Belarus can present to the world? Talking about Belarus and IT, here are some updates on recent and upcoming activities from Konrad Adenauer Stiftung. Yesterday, we had the first event in a series of online meetings under the title Germany meets the Silicon Valley of Eastern Europe, where we want to bring together people from startups, investors and decision makers from Belarus and Germany to speak about the potential of Belarus and possible partnerships between the two countries in this sector. We have had two more meetings in our series, The World Handcuffed with the Men's Dialogue. Two weeks ago, we spoke about Russia and last week we spoke about China. Both sessions can be found as recordings on Minsk Dialogues and Cas Belarus YouTube channels. This week on Thursday we are going to talk about NATO and the following week about the European Union, so make sure to tune in. In our series, the weekly series Coping with COVID, where we look at national strategies to deal with the crisis, we have had two sessions on Singapore and South Africa. They can also be found on our YouTube channel as recordings. This week, tomorrow on Wednesday, we will talk about Colombia and the following week about Belarus, big neighbor to the south, about Ukraine. On the 25th of June, we will have a conference on the future of the Eastern Partnership with perspectives from Brussels, Minsk and Berlin on the eve of the German Presidency of the European Union, which will be a cooperation with the Minsk Dialogue and the Brussels-based Institute for Peace. And we would like to announce a conference which is organized by our colleagues in the CAS office in Berlin. The annual Adenauer Conference on Security will happen online and you are welcome to tune in and join the discussions on security. This was our podcast for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Stay safe, stay healthy and stay with us. Schöne Vitania, schönen Gruß, Kas Belarus. Belarus.